What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this live Takes on Takes episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Kyle, happy Monday evening to you. Monday evening, takes on takes, night, whatever you want to call it. We, um, we're off and running, and I know you pulled some pre-takes ahead yeah. of time to make sure that we can just rapid-fire these things and rip our way through. But we have some in the comments already. We have a Colts one. We have Adrian Peterson, who signed today with the Detroit Lions. Yep. Or I guess if you're listening on Tuesday, it would have been signed yesterday with the Detroit Lions. So lots to get into today. All right. So let's go with this one. This one triggered me a little bit. Okay. Bobby Winter. Okay. He said the 2020 Broncos are the 2019 Browns. A lot of similarities. I'm not falling for the hype again. So 2020 Broncos equal 2019 Browns. Or 20. Yeah. 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 I can see it. I don't think. Offensive I don't, line I is, don't see this. Offensive line is problematic. Right? No, it's not. It's it's Joe, not. Look at the Broncos Robinson offensive and Chris line. Hubbard, you Garrett Bulls and Demar Dotson slash yeah. Elijah Wilkerson. Those are markedly better players than what the Browns taught it out there at tackle. But are they good? They're serviceable players. Those who's were like quarterback. Drew, who, who's a better quarterback? Drew Locker, Baker Mayfield. Baker, but it's not the when you isolate that offensive line in a vacuum, it's not as bad as I'm the not. Players. I'm going through the bullet points here. The Brown, the Broncos have better offensive tackles this year than the Browns did last year. Who's got better running backs? And don't you dare say the Denver Broncos. It's Cleveland, but it's not because Denver has bad running backs. It's like the the difference there isn't that big of a deal. Who's got better wide receivers? Browns. Okay, so we literally just gave everything to the Browns having more talent. It's not the point. He didn't say which team is better. He said a team that has some hype Yeah, that falls on their face. The reason the Browns fell on their face is because they had non-NFL caliber offensive tackle, tackles with a non-qualified head coach who was sloppy as can be. That is not what you have in Denver. Denver has legit defense. I could see that. What what percentage would you give happening that Denver finishes? What was Cleveland last year? Six and ten. Yeah. What percentage would you give the Broncos to finish six and ten? Joshua in the comments says Broncos have a better coach, and you're absolutely right. They do. But I do see some potential pitfalls. Joe, you, how many times in our scouting meetings did you sit there and say, we have developing quarterback, developing developing quarterback and develop, developing weapons? You have their, your what own percentage. Could there be that this could go wrong? Oh, a good percentage, but you have different okay. issues. I don't, I don't see the parallels between the two teams. Like we talk about, like they could both be six and 10, but they'll be six and 10 for very different reasons. Okay. Well, and, that's, and what that's, are the it's real- just, it's just a team that has hype that might fall flat on their face. It's the, not for the same. We're not people, saying it's for the same reasons. Play, people, everybody said playoff for the Browns last year, the darlings of the NFL. The people just think the Broncos are going to be a reasonable team. Seven, eight wins. Tell that to Dre Harris. Our guy no, Dre is I, all I about Denver. I can't help you with Dre Harris on some of his Broncos takes. <laughs> I thought I liked the Broncos. Dre Harris likes the Broncos. Dre Harris does like the Broncos. Dre's the man, though. <sighs> um, okay, let's get into some of these live takes. Um, 
Alejo. Adrian Peterson will run for 800-plus yards in Detroit with the Lions. What a tough backfield to soar through. With Swift there, yeah, with no Carrion fact. Johnson. I mean, I think both Barbaro still around. around. Yeah, he is. signed this week. AP wasn't rostered by the Reds Washington football team. Oh, good catch, Joe. Good catch. Brother, that's a team that needs every offensive skill player that they possibly can have. And they said, we, we don't have time for you. No, I think they're in the midst of a youth movement here. Then why did you cut him now? Why didn't why why was he even part of your plan at any point? Because we probably had to get comfortable with seeing where Bryce Love was at. We needed to make sure that Antonio Gibson could actually play running back, considering he had like 33 carries in his college career. I think Peyton Barber's the back in Washington people are sleeping on. Whether I'm not saying he's a great probably. player, but I think he's gonna get some market yeah. share that that I, everyone's gravitating oh, Antonio Gibson, Bryce Love. I think Peyton Barber finishes the year with the most carries for Washington. You agree yes. with that take? Yes, I do. I think it's a pretty good chance. So I'm taking way under on AP and 800 yards in, in Detroit. Oh, Bill Butler. He DM me ahead of time. I want to make sure we get this one in because he reached out to me ahead of time. It was like, Hey, I'm actually available tonight. Are you guys still on? Or are you off for labor day? I said, no, nah, we're on. So I think you should take this one. You've done more work on Joe. Tattle take on me. He's tattle taking oh. me. Oh, so I have to address my own take here. Or are you gonna you gonna work with me here? Let's maybe do it together. I did. I jumped right into like the meat <laughs> of the take. I'll be honest with you. I overlooked the first like yeah. Tattle take here. on me for saying after doing my Giants deep dive, I can confidently say Daniel Jones will be a starting quarterback in the NFL for ten plus years. You said this. This is your words. I think it's a reasonable take. I, I believe there was some kind of qualifier there that he had to get better processing against zone coverage and cut down on the negative plays. No, no, that's not important. This is this is the sound bite we need. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the quote, man. This is Christ. this is A plus media work here by by uh, Bill Butler. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think I think what's impressive is that you were pretty lukewarm on Daniel Jones coming out of college, and so was I, right? I mean, yeah. I kind of thought of him as a day two guy. I, had I comped him to Tannehill. Right, like needs to have a perfect environment around him. Tannehill still got a ways to go to get to ten plus years now. You know, he's like an eight year yeah. starter. He's still got to hang on to a job for a while here. Yeah, I think it's a pretty confident statement. Um, Daniel Jones's peaks were pretty good last year for a rookie. They were very good. So, I don't think there's any reason right now to dismiss that this is true. Right. I mean, you you've got to. There were peaks and valleys, right? And you got to get the valleys to be like sea level. <laughs> you know, you can't have Mount Everest and then have what's that that oceanic ridge that's like the lowest documented point below the surface of the, the water of the ocean. Yeah, you will never know that. I don't even know why I bothered to ask you that. Yeah, but it's I'm like it was here happen. and here. And it's like you just got to close this gap a little bit. You get rid of some of these negative plays. So many sacks, so many fumbles, interceptable passes. You get rid of those. You stabilize that a little bit. And I think he can be a 10-year start in the NFL. Dre Harris is in my text messages right now. Oh, is he yelling at you? No, he says, I do like the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I do like the Broncos, Joe. L-M-A-O. All right. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the past 20 years. So whether you're looking for new carpet, engine control modules, motor oil, new brake parts, Tail lights, you name it, 
RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can have everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You got, you got prepackaged ones, or do you want one oh, of these I've, ones here? I've, on got the... some, I've got some prepackaged ones. Um, this one's interesting. Yannick Ngakwe and Daniil Hunter are the best edge duo in the league. That comes from someone in premium slack that goes by three days until NFL with a Patriots logo. No, not taking his takes. He's been blacklisted. Give me another take. What's the backstory? I'm, here? I'm dead serious. Okay. Give All me right. another take. All right. That's he'll uh, learn his lesson real quick for being rude. All right. Okay. Um, this one's interesting from Morgan Lewis with a Dolphins logo. Okay. Jo- I'll Josh take this Allen. one. Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo Bills, will not throw for more than 450 total yards against Miami this year. 450 total? I'm passing. I need to see it happen first. So you think that you agree with him? He will pass for more than 450 yards. In two combined games. One of them being being week 17, or yeah, last game of the year. Oh, maybe sits. So that's a a caveat there. Yeah. If he plays two games, I, I will say he goes over that number. Because he's crushed the Dolphins. He's absolutely demolished the Dolphins. It's 225. No, what is that? Is that 225? No, that's 450, 225 right? a game. 225 yeah. a game. Yeah. Not I, a math guy. Heck, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, if he plays two games, I think he gets that. And okay. that doesn't necessarily mean that Josh Allen's lighting it up against Miami. I just think that's – I think he sold a little bit low there. Sam Robinson. The Dak Prescott situation is a perfect example of why you should reset the market when it comes to giving players new mm. contracts. Absolutely. Think about the players, the quarterbacks that have gotten contracts now between when Dallas could have got this deal done ahead of the 2019 draft. And now it's like, we've now seen Mahomes and Watson get deals. Wentz got a deal. Who else got, there's somebody else that got a big deal too. It was like Rogers was the peak of the market. And then we had like five quarterbacks all get deals. And now Dak, like, I don't know, you probably, if you would have been aggressive in April of 2019 or March of 2019 to get this done, you're probably paying Dak 33. Now you're probably paying him 36 plus. And Joe, I think the the comparison I saw on social that was interesting was uh, we're starting to reach like Kirk Cousins territory in Washington with Dak, with how we've strung this thing out now. Be interested in your thoughts there. Yeah, I think it's a good parallel. Um, Dallas should have gotten this done, right? I mean, at the time, Russ Wilson, before the Mahomes and Watson deal, was the highest-paid quarterback average annual value at $35 million. Well, Watson and Mahomes just got 40 right? I mean, Plus. Mahomes got like 50. Plus, right? Like <laughs> at least four. So, because what – and this got hung up over like the, the extra year? Four, five years instead of four. Right. It's not a good job. Uh, we and I had, think everyone, Dallas fans get it too. I see it on social. They get it. We they had know Rob, they botch it. 
Rob and, and Fritz picking us up here in the comments, Russell Wilson and Jared Goff both got extensions in that same time frame. Wow. So even worse. Over a fifth year. They could have had him at 35. Oh, if they had Dak at 35, it'd be a great quarterback deal. Yep. Especially when you consider the infrastructure of the rest of the team that they have yeah. around them, right? Yeah. You know, you hit on some draft picks, and, and it's not like they've sold their soul to get the roster to the point where it's at right now. They have assets to work with. Um, make sure we what? get this one from Rahul. Mm -hmm. Woo! The Colts will have a top 10 overall offense and defense. Hashtag certified bad at maths. Mm. Is that secondary good enough to be top 10? Do they have enough defensive line depth mm. to be top 10? We love, I mean, Leonard, I mean, Okariki's they're, they're, right back. They're top end talents, really. DeForest good. Buckner. Yeah. Do they have enough outside of that? I don't think so. I think the saving grace is you play Jacksonville twice. Very helpful. Right? <laughs> if you can keep if you can keep Tennessee to low scoring games with running the ball. They get the Jets too, right? They're third were they third in their division? Behind the Titans and Texans. Yeah. Jets were yeah. third in the East, right? So they get yep. the Jets. Yep. So maybe. This might not be a bad, as crazy of a take as it sounded. Do you think the Colts have a better chance of having a top 10 offense or a top 10 defense? Top 10 offense. You I got Philip Rivers. If, yeah. if he's got life in his arm, you got T.Y. Hilton. You got the running game. You got the offensive line. You got Jack Doyle. Paris I'm ready. Yeah. Pittman. Yeah, good backs, good offensive line, good yep. coaching. When do, we, when do we get to watch the video, Kyle? You want to do it right now? I yeah we got like I, sixty plus people on YouTube alone watching I, us. We're halfway through the show. I have never seen, seen it. it. I've not yeah. seen it. Yeah, I know what the video is. I just haven't seen it. Okay, you want to watch the video? Yeah, I want to watch the video. Okay, let's drop the video. A few minutes later, there you go. Let's go. Yeah, I, if that video doesn't get the juices flowing, I don't know what will. So, quick summary. These are coming in the next 72 hours for the Mock Draft Simulator for TDM Premium users. We got computer-to-user trades. We have... Phone's going to ring. Counter-proposals. We have a trade meter, which tells you how close to agreeing to a trade the computer is. We have future draft picks, several years' worth of future draft picks as assets that you can move and manipulate up and down the board with. New user interface. The whole thing's been streamlined. And this video did not even get into you get to the end of the draft and you have a tab that will show you what trades you made and what assets were included. And you get to the end of the draft and there's now a button. So instead of screenshotting your mocks, you can just click the share button and it'll send it to Facebook or Twitter with a link and a feature image. So we're really excited about what the next 72 hours are going to bring. Just in time for the 2020 season. So if you sign up for TDN Premium right now, you get this in 72 hours. You get 32 team preview guides. You get the Eisner board. Solax contextualized fantasy football. Yeah, You get contextualized uh, quarterbacking. You get all of our in-depth scouting reports for the next draft cycle. Yeah. 30 bucks for the year. Do it. Uh, Do it. No brainer. 
No brainer. That actually, we had a take up here at the top. It was from Nick. Very nice doggo here in the picture. <laughs> Being Very a handsome. premium TDN user is the most common sense thing any human can do. I saw it and I was like, mm, mm. I want to take it now, but I'm going to file it until after we drop what, what features we have coming for this simulator. <laughs> Might so, be the best take I've seen tonight. Yeah, big facts. Um, so you want to get back up on the uh, the wagon here? Yeah, I mean, if we can, that's a, I mean, I'm very impatiently waiting to have this and share my mocks, but. Well, we, we go. got, we got probably 10 minutes worth of takes. Give here me, give me the sports nut. Give me the sports nut. Oh, uh, where's he at? Oh, CJ. Yes. Okay. Let it rip. Go ahead. Read it to DJ me. Moore. Top eight wide receiver under Joe Brady. I don't think you here's there's why I have to disconnect this. I think DJ Moore will be a top eight receiver when it comes to production this year. Okay. I don't know that people will stack up the top eight receivers in the NFL and, and include DJ Moore. No, that he he will need several years of that level of production to get that kind of clout and reputation. But he's in a great situation and like big fan of DJ Moore before the, the draft when he came out yeah. too. So to, to see him kind of well surpass Curtis Samuel and become yep. the preferred target there has been really fun to watch because he's such, he was such an electric player, dude. Dude's never had a quarterback either. No, ever. No, never. Maryland. He's had Kyle Allen throwing in the football in the NFL. So Teddy's his best. Teddy will be the best quarterback he's had to deal with. And that's not even like, regardless of whether Teddy lives up to his expectation right. contract or not. And we're not look, the two games with Cam injured, if he had regular Cam, right, that yeah. would be a different conversation. Yeah. But not not the Cam that tried to play through that foot injury and play two games in five days to start last year. Guy went on to have 1,100 yards with friggin' Kyle Allen throwing the football. Yep. One of the most inaccurate down-the-field passers in the league. Rat King. Rat King. Here's one from B-Rob. Would you rather hmm. have the Dolphins' corners – or Washington's defensive line. This gets into the I, I, pass rush versus coverage. This this is easy for me because I don't I don't know that it encapsulates that conversation as, as well as it could. Okay, Washington's got a better D line than the, than the Dolphins have at corner. Chase Young, John Allen, Montez Sweat, Deron Ron Payne, Payne Ryan Care, Matt Ionetis, Ryan Care. I mean that's that's too much. Like, did you I, say Montez Sweat? I did. Okay. I just, I didn't know if you did. And it was like, okay, yeah. we're, how many guys we got here now? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think Byron, Byron Jones is one of the, the best cornerbacks in the league. Xavier Howard is one of the most productive in terms of taking away the football in the league when he's healthy. I like Noeg Benogany a ton, right? Like you knew that. I, when I first laid eyes on Noah, I'm like, I know he's got a long way to go, but that is such a wonderful skill set. He's arguably been the best, the Dolphins' best corner in camp. Well, and he, and he's got such a high ceiling, right? Yeah. So, no disrespect to to Washington or the Dolphins corners. I just think Washington's D line is just that much better. I think it, you could you might be able to sell me on a different cornerback group. I don't know what it is though. On top of my pa head. Patriots have probably the best top to bottom yeah. cornerback room in the NFL. Yeah. I guess I still I I still have a natural bias towards the D line. Yeah, I know we're we're trench guys at heart. It's okay. <laughs> it's hard for me. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good take though. I like that one, B Rob. Um. Let's see. You got any that stand out to you? Uh, the the Panthers will pick higher than the Jaguars. Jaguars, Duval. 
Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Um, do you think that's true? I do not. No, Carolina is not picking higher than Jacksonville. Right. Markedly better football team. Like there's legit top end players on Carolina. CMC, they have a good offensive tackle group. Robbie Anderson, uh, DJ Moore. They they Come remind Shaq Thompson. They remind me of what the Dolphins would have been last year if they didn't get rid of Tunsil and Minka. So a team that's probably going to win like six, five or right. six games this year. Right. You're going to be one foot in and one foot out. And then you got to ask yourself those hard questions of like, mm-hmm. how committed are we to Teddy? How's our, I could see, I could very easily see it going South. But like you said, I think they have enough talent in certain spots there in Carolina where if you told me they won five or six games this year, I would not be stunned at all. I have an M&M's take to get to here. Okay, go ahead. Handle this. This is from Adam, who the self-proclaimed coolest Saints fan you'll ever meet. This is his M&M's rankings. Pretzel M&M's number one, followed by mini peanut caramel. Mini peanut caramel. Where's the the pretzel? Where's the crispy? Oh, you you think crispy's like even top two? I mean, it's better than pretzel. It's better than pretzel. I, I honestly, I'm not a huge fan of peanut M and M's. What about the peanut butter M and M's? Don't they have those where they're like they do? Filled, yeah, peanut butter M and M's, peanut M and M's are the top two. No, see, I'm not crazy about peanuts. Cal, you know what question's coming, right? What's that? When's the last time you ate M and M's? Anytime I've been to a house where they're sitting out in a bowl on the freaking yeah, countertop. I can see that. How I are you possibly that. not going to walk by and graze yeah. on it like, yeah. and find two more excuses to walk back through when, and retrace your steps <laughs> so you can grab another handful? When's the last time you purchased M&M's and ate them? Oh, last year at Halloween when no kids came to our door. <laughs> I didn't even want it. My wife was like, no, oh, man, there's a bunch of kids at this day. We're good. We got to be ready for it. You don't get bombarded where you live, man. I can see you just getting bing bong all day long. I, I hope she's not listening upstairs, but I turned the light off. You said that on the podcast last year. I turned the I turned the porch light off so they don't. You got away with that? Bell. Nobody rang the bell. <laughs> Take from Morgan. John Ross will go for 1,000 yards receiving for his career. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not getting 1,000 yards. That's an aggressive take that I don't see a course for it to happen. He, if you told me John Ross played 16 games this year, I wouldn't be in on this. No. He's, he's, he's option blank in the passing game. Might be four. Maybe five. Yeah. Like... Boyd, Green, Mixon, at absolute best. If T. Higgins is anything, he's well, in that spot. You have Auden Tate. You have Uzoma. Yeah, no, he's, like he fills or he can help you with spacing, but but the, his his value is more impactful when he's healthy in ways other than actually catching the ball, right? Because yeah. of spacing. Yeah, I got an all capital text. You did not turn the light off, so. She she was watching upstairs. Well, crap. Officially in the doghouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. see. Here's one from Dennis. We're, we got a couple minutes here before 8 o'clock. Dennis, Brian Burns mm. will lead the NFC South in sacks. Yeah, Cam Jordan. You've got... Uh, you don't GPD, have to baby on Crowney. Shaq Barrett. 
Dante Fowler. You think he gets more than one of those Tampa guys? I would love for him to, to do it. It's not a skill I would say thing. The barrier is this. Teams are going to get up on Carolina. They're not going to be able to tee off on opposition in week to week in the second half of football games and allow Brian Burns to have that volume of pass rush attempts. I think that's a big barrier for him leading the division in sacks. You think about both Tampa and New Orleans, guys on those defenses, they're going to score a ton of points. They're going to be out in front of teams. They're going to be down multiple scores in the fourth quarter games. Go get them. No, nothing. You got nothing? No, I, I'm trying to think of a compelling piece of information to share there. I think that's a good point. Nick, I've seen this Vitae take several times. If Big V, Vitae, holds up on the right side, the Lions will have a top seven offense in the NFL. Where'd they finish? <sighs> no, you, you would have to ask, where were they in the first eight games before yeah, Stafford got hurt? Stafford played so good. I mean, they got a great receiving core. They've that would This would lead us to believe that their offensive line is serviceable. Hawkinson should be better. They got depth at running back. And they seem they seem a little more committed to running the football this year. Does that help them get a top seven offense? I mean, staying balanced. What could help them as well is not having a good defense and needing to yeah move the football. Top seven right? is so arbitrary, <laughs> right? Because it's a volume we, stat. Right? Why did we Why did we settle on top seven though? Not top ten, not top eight. Not I think top it's five. No, I, I, top I, seven. Right, because top five is like one of the best offenses in the league. Top 10 is a little bit too general. Top seven says, I'm not saying they're going to be like elite elite, but I'm not going to say that they're just really good. Like they're, yeah, they're right in the middle good. of that. Yeah, yeah, very good. But it's, I think it's more of a, that would be a product of volume more than anything. I think Matt Stafford is a bigger key to them meeting this threshold than Big V on the offensive line though. Health-wise or do you playing? Just, well? in, just in general. All encompassing. We know what he can do. Galladay's a good player. Yep. Marmot Jones. Hawkinson, as you said. Um, Josh, Tennessee Titans take. AJ Brown, Janu Smith, and Derek Henry will establish themselves as the best yak trio in the league. This is, I think you split hairs when you say stuff like this. Because, like, we can nitpick this and say, well, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Tyree Kill, and Travis Kelsey, or, you know, you can do this. I think you can recognize that Tennessee does have one of the best yak trios in the leagues. I'm trying to get my producers trying to pull up who the most productive run after catch receivers in the NFL were last year. I can get. Yak per reception. AJ Brown had 8.8. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel had 8.5. So Kittle and Samuel in what, Mostert? Well, what's interesting is Janu Smith is fourth on this list with 8.4. Yeah, he's awesome. So the Titans have two of the top four Yak guys. The next team that has multiple teams like in the top, let's call it 20. Actually, the the Raiders had Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro of all freaking players. 
both had like 6.8 or more yards after the catch per reception. What I mean, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, and Kareem Hunt can be really fun with that. Landry is a yak guy, though. Yeah, he was fourth in the league last year at 5.2. No. no, Be mad about it, but that's what the stats say. Um. I don't know. I just Derrick Henry's kind of the weird one, right? That has me a little hesitant here to to buy in. Let's see what he finished last year with with Yak. Well, he didn't qualify in this list that I'm looking at uh, yeah, see, for, volu- for volume. Wow, um, wow, feel betrayed. All right, yeah, I don't I don't see him on this list. So last take, most important take of the night. This game's getting ready to kick off right now. Navy will upset BYU tonight. I stayed away on this. I don't have anything on this game. Smart. I'm not touching it. Teams that don't face option offenses versus triple option offense. Yeah. We saw what Army did to Middle Tennessee State. Right. Middle Tennessee State had no idea. cow. (laughs) And they refused to adjust at all. Nope. Two high safeties all game. BYU, pro tip. Roll that second safety down into the box and get an extra defender for your run fits when they run triple option. Can we'll be I, can BYU score enough to get up and get Navy out of their stuff? I would know? be inclined to say Navy wins this game. So you like this take? I think it was BYU minus one and a half. I can see Navy winning this game. All right, there you go. Draft dudes live, takes on takes, debuted the TDN. Phase three mock draft simulator features today, which are dropping in the next 72 hours. We took a bunch of your takes. You joined in on YouTube, which we're very thankful for. Make sure you hit subscribe. Click that button. Click subscribe on the podcast if you are listening to this after the fact on Draft Dudes. And make sure you follow along with us for the rest of the week. We got NFL games on Thursday. We got college games on Saturday. We got NFL games on Sunday. So there's a lot ahead of us for us to get into. We look forward to talking with each and every one of you every step along the way.